Well, hello, guys. Wow, you caught us off guard completely for what we're recording. Hello. Wow. Hello. Um, today, guys, we are talking about uh, skills we have picked up over time riding a motorbike. This was requested, so if you do listen on Spotify, at the bottom of, um, I don't know what to call it, the screen where you're, you're, you're playing it, there's a little Q&A box. You can stick suggestions in there or questions. Uh, I'm joined by Talk, as always. Hello. Hello, Talk. Hello. Hello. So, Talk, I'm going to ask you a question straight away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Straight into um, it, as always. By the way, this is the most unscripted podcast episode I've done. <laughs> I, if, I, I'm just doing this. Um, what would you say is the most important skill you've learned so far through your motorcycling career? The most important, top top It'll of the one list. One of the most important. Well, I, go I've, already, I've got okay, yet. okay, okay. I won't go. Oh, top, if you got top the top, go for it. Well, I okay. got the top. Let's I've got it. I've got the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll go for top of the list. I got the top of the list. That is okay. okay. Yep. My ability to read the road and uh, like what's going on in front of me. Yeah, Since I riding agree a bike, it does honestly. change your whole perspective. Yeah. Completely skyrocketed. And I can, I don't want to say I can tell when things are going to happen, but you know, when you look you at a situation, you go, he's going to pull out in front of me. Then he pulls out in front of you. Oh, I've got a point about this soon, actually, Ooh. which we'll talk about more. Um, Exciting. I, I was going to say something, but it's not a skill. It's more of a bit of knowledge you learn. Yeah. Um, motorbikes attract more men than they do women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that is a, a so, stereotype that... Uh, everyone, you know, keep that in mind. I thought when I was 16, I'll get all the ladies, you know, lining up to rev my bike. But it turns out I just get men in the park asking how long I've been riding. Not, yeah, I got, I mean, it's outside Tesco. Oh, was it yeah, yesterday or no, Sunday? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Some, some old guy came up and was like, oh, I love your bike. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks. And just sort of question me about it and I'm like why can't you be a why can't you be a woman? Why can't you be a, a twenty year old woman, please? <laughs> be interested. <laughs> just <need> one. <laughs> just one. Oh. I, I I'm going I'm gonna panic on Saturday. Oh no. My what's bike's going, on? going in my bike's going into the garage on Thursday. Oh no, it's what for? Service. Full okay. service. Everything's okay. getting being done. So that's expensive. Oh, I bet. I'm having an MOT done. And I'm getting some of the most expensive tires you can put on, a, on the MT07. Jesus. Uh, have you heard... We're going off topic here for a second. As always. Have you heard of Michelin Power 5? Power 5? No, I've heard of the Pilot yeah. Sports. No, I'm going for Michelin Power 5s. Jesus. 350 pound fitted that's ridiculous but apparently i don't know how true this is so i'm gonna find out on my own and you know not many people have these tires so i'm gonna review them yeah that's, that'll uh, be a good video actually got, yeah they've got five star wet rating Ooh. so you know, compared to what I've got now, I've just got stock tyres. I don't know if these tyres have ever been changed. They're still okay. But oh, you should have got I would the, much rather... The Michelin Power GP2s. £143. Yeah, pounds. 
box. It's her tire. No thanks. I think that I'm hoping that is for. Oh my god, is that 143 just for the rear? Yeah, that's not for both. And then 170 for the front. It's expensive. That's the cheapest they have. If, if you were to go the biggest front it's size, they're GP they've tires. Got, they're 200. Yeah. What are they called? The uh, Michelin powered GP2. GP2. We're talking about tires now for a little bit, guys, because we're learning. Oh, that's something. That, I mean, keeping it on topic, that is something I've learned is um, tire grip, when and where I actually have it, and things like painted oh, painted road markings. Yeah, painted road markings. I'm not gonna send it round those in the wet. I know I'm gonna slip, slip inside, not go grip. So oh, the GP2s are really good actually, but they're not not quite as grippy in the wet. No, well they they wouldn't be. A and wet they don't tire, last they? long. No, oh, there's actually a Power Six out. Hey, there's my Power Five. Power Six is a little bit better. I'm a I'm a Bridgestone just... Battleaxe kind of guy myself. I've, that's what I have on now, I think. Hang on, let, let, let me do some some big research. I took a picture of my. I have yeah, I've got Battleaxe BT023. Oh yeah, I don't like them. No, I find them a bit slippery. Hmm. Okay, uh, moving on from tires. So you guys now know I'm getting some nice fancy tires. We'll be reviewing on the channel, so <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um. We're going to cover some skills that you pick up while riding a motorbike and we're just going to go straight in and say the most obvious one is filtering that's the first thing everybody wants to do when they get a motorbike yeah, yeah I they agree. start filtering straight away straight straight in so, through the traffic not gonna wait i mean why would you why would you wait when you could just get straight to the front and carry on through exactly if you have that ability just to go through why don't you yeah, I don't but, care if so, they all get mad and don't like it. Oh, you're you're making my life hard in my car because I have to wait in traffic. Not my problem. Exactly. I, I bought the bike. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you about filtering. Yeah. When did you start filtering? Was it a couple of days after your CBT? A couple of weeks, months, years? It was probably because around me, there aren't actually that many good places to filter. There's, it doesn't. It only really splits off in like some dual carriageways, but I didn't really go on dual carriageways on a 125. And at traffic lights, yeah. and the traffic lights, the cars were so close together, I could barely squeeze through anyway, so I just never really bothered unless it was actually able to fit. No, so I know it was, what you mean. It was it's probably, about safety, yeah, it? it was probably a good month in. I was just See, sort of like, I I'll never give it really a filtered on my shot. CBT. No. I preferred just to sit in traffic just in case I did it wrong. Because on my CBT at this point, I was still putting the wrong foot down, wasn't changing Ooh. gears as efficiently as I could. Yeah. To be fair, I was worried about um, hitting people's with my with my handlebars. And I'm even more worried now because my bars and the bar and mirrors are wide. I have to tuck the mirrors yeah. in and just hope I don't. I, I even did that on my sport bike. Yeah. Tucking the mirrors in because I was so conscious of hitting another car. But the mirrors were shorter than the bike. Mm. <laughs> I don't know well, why I've done it. I'm sitting on your bike. The handlebars feel so much closer together compared to mine. I, I don't know yeah. why, but uh, I've it's just one I'm of those things. I'm, I'm hoping to get myself a new bike in July. Ooh. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say what it is teasing. publicly, but I will to you after the podcast. 
It is still going to be an A2 one, I think, but it'll have a bit more power. Oh, that's, um, that's what we're looking for, though. Yep. So we talked about filtering, probably the most common one. Um, I think another skill that I think is important to learn is riding within your own limits. Yes. I, I don't think that's talked about enough because a lot of people will just think, my friends are going so fast, I need to keep up with them. I'll ride outside of my limits and yeah, straight no. into the ditch. You'd never... You, you ride... As cheesy as the saying is, you ride your own ride. Exactly. Ride for yourself. If you can I keep think up enough with your people mates, do. then that's great. Do that. Have some fun on the twisty roads. But if, you, if you're not 100% sure... Just hang back. Have some have so you can have some fun still. Just don't try and stay right on the rear tire. Yeah, essentially, and just make sure you are you know what you're doing because it you see so many cases of people going too fast coming out of a corner and going onto the other side of the road and they're gonna get hit. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously nice. that's not good. Um Another tip, I'm just going to rapid fire a couple of these. Go for it. Just while we're talking about tips, and then we'll get into some details about our own personal tips. I've yep. got a little list here I've written. Uh, getting your knee down is a tip I haven't perfected, I won't lie. It's not a tip you need to... A, a thing in life you need to perfect, is it? No, I mean... Knee down. It's more of an optional look cool thing. Yeah, it's. I think its main purpose is, if you're on track, it gives you a gauge to how far away the, the ground is without you looking and kicking your eyes off yeah. where you're going. So you'd you be, you be going around the corner, leaning, leaning, and obviously they have their knee pucks on, and then you feel the grounds there, you go, all right, I know I'm pretty far. I This is about as far as I can lean through this corner. Yeah. That's, that's uh, all it's, it's really indicator. there for. Yeah. But everyone on the road seems to be getting their knee down round the roundabout. So. Yeah, I don't understand that. But if you do want to get your knee down, then fair enough, yeah. and... I'm not a, stop a, a tip from me, from what I've seen on TikTok, Facebook and everything, is to just find a nice big roundabout that's quiet and just do loops. Just keep going round, around. Don't get dizzy, but go yeah. round, around, around, around. Try not to lose grip and go low too side. far as well on low side, yeah. That yeah, won't be Low fun. side, high side. I'd like, I'd, Offside. I'd someone high side. Off, yeah, I've backside. Front, front side. side, yeah. Tray flip. Yeah, floor but, Just all of it. Yeah, back flip. Just all of it. But there's so many things you can do but just go round and round in a controlled manner and slowly get yourself down you'll find your comfort it's point about, yeah it's about getting comfortable and knowing where your grip is I think is is the main yeah, thing yeah because everyone's tyres are differently are different everyone's weight balance is different you just mm. gotta be just gotta be very careful with gotta, it gotta be smooth um, another tip I think is very important to learn and one that I learned from when I was still on my CBT is yeah. riding in the wet I hate it. So I do just, I. I. To be fair, if it's raining, nah, I'll, I'll just, I'm not, not a fan. But yeah. Yeah, it's about, in the in the wet, the tyres feel different as well and the weight of your motorbike can be very different because if you slip a little bit and the weight is just off, you go, you're going to skid for a while, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. I'm, I'm not, yeah. to How be fair, I'm not, very, I'm not even very, I'm not even very, um, scared of like sliding out in the wet I just don't like getting all my gear wet enough until it dry and all that hassle when I get that's back that's the worst when I get back straight <laughs> straight into the shed 
locks everywhere, yeah. locks, alarms, closed up, back inside, everything off, sit down. I don't want to be messing about. It's not See, my style. I, I once took, I, I took the bike out. Yeah. I had to go somewhere. It was pissing it down. Yeah. Like it, there was a puddle in my lap while I was sat in the bike. Oh God. Like, it was that wet. So everything was soaked through. So I did the normal stuff, put the jacket in the airing cupboard, helmet in the airing cupboard. Yeah. And so I have an idea. I'm going to tumble dry my gloves. Oh my God. Now, another tip I've learned is not to tumble dry gloves. Because <laughs> the knuckle duster or knuckle protectors and... Just going to smash up the inside of your tumble dryer, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's not actually what happened. No? The tumble dryer survived. Really? The gloves, y- you know what the knuckle protectors are made of? Like that gel. Hard plastic oh, gel, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it just it melted and it deshaped. Oh yeah, of course. So yeah, because the dry dryers get really like, hot, don't they? Yeah, it just became like squidgy little plastic balls on my knuckles. It just wasn't going to protect from anything. I just melted away all my gloves. That's quite unfortunate. So, if you do ride in the wet, let it dry slowly and naturally. On a rain, we could do on a radiator maybe or something. Wash it. Yeah, exactly. Don't put it in a 200-degree tumble dryer. <laughs> I don't even know if tumble dryers are 200 degrees. I did probably like um, 80 something. I don't know. Talking about wet riding, painted lines, stay away from. Yeah, don't just manhole don't even, covers. Yeah, don't even look at those. Look at them wrong and you'll, you'll slip out and die. Exactly, because you say, I'm not going to ride on that white line and then you focus on it. Yeah, you're focusing, that's the thing. You go straight over it. <laughs> Same, same with yeah, going. That's, I've done that's that. another thing. Going around corners. Don't stare at the curb. Going. I don't want to hit that. Don't want to hit that because you'll hit it. Look at yeah, look at the inside. Look the at where you want to go. It does. It doesn't. Yeah. Not. You're not going to die from not staring at the curb. Looking where you want to go is the biggest thing you can learn on yes, a motorbike. Yes. And I've I've got a few funny stories about that. Oh God. You. you I'm a bit different. So when I say. I'm not going to hit this object I'm looking at. Like the other day, there was a big rock in the road. Yeah. So if I hit that, that could cause me to come off. So I was like, I'll just move to the side. So, um, you know, motorcycle lane positions, one, two, three, yep. the stuff you learn. Yeah. It was in position one. Okay. I was in position three. So for everyone listening, if you don't know this, the road is split up into three sections, one, two, and three. Two's the middle, one's the left side, three's the right side. We're talking about the individual lane here, not the whole road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Not like a motorway, just one lane. Yeah. So the big rock was in lane position one. So I moved into three. There was no traffic on the other side. So, okay, this is fine. But I just couldn't get the rock out of the side of my eye. And somehow I hit the rock straight on. Oh, no. <laughs> my bike did that funny little jump. I was like, oh. Was I behind you when you did that? I re- I'm pretty sure I remember. Uh, was it you? So- yes. No. Or yes, was it Joseph? Back wheel went over. I remember. Yeah, it was someone. They were riding along. I don't think I had it that bad. No, they were were riding along. Last minute, saw the big, uh, not probably like fist size stone in the road. (laughs) Swerved the front. Front got past. Back end didn't quite and went straight over and like hopped in the air. Bloody hell. That that was terrifying. Yeah, from behind, that was just a good There's another tip avoid stones. Yep. Just avoid Another everything. big one for me. My dad taught me this when I was 16 and I'll never forget it. Wet leaves will have you off. I was just about to say that. Wet leaves. If it's been raining yep. and it's like autumn, 
leaves falling down from the trees and you go hey i'll be fine i'll go around this corner covered in leaves no you will die you're hitting the floor that's yeah. you're done done for <laughs> instant death that's gg at that point oh i hate those wet leaves oh i've i've hit a few sometimes where my bike it's like i'm ice skating yeah the bike just slides over smoothly I, I, went I always to, managed to recover. Yeah, I, I went to shocked. overtake someone. I was coming... Well, I was behind them for a bit before and they were probably doing 15 miles an hour in a 30. So I was like, okay, oh, nice. after this roundabout, I'm just going to overtake because there was loads of room, massive open road. Yeah, and that's a fair comment, yeah. Went over and I was like, all right. I, I was more focused on if anything was coming the other way than looking at if there were wet leaves on the ground. And I, yeah. I didn't didn't even accelerate hard. Probably less than a quarter throttle. And the rear tire just straight out wiggled behind me. Luckily, didn't drop it. But it just nice, straight out save. behind me and I was sort of silenced for about five minutes thinking, oh my God. And then just sort of carried on my way. But that's how easy it is. I wasn't even wasn't even trying to full throttle or anything and it was just straight out yeah that's how it goes though isn't yeah, it yeah it can, ha can happen everywhere so we're going to change the, the season we're now in the summer Ooh. riding conditions are perfect don't get me excited skill, this is a skill that cbt riders think they have but they don't <laughs> accelerating into safety yeah because well, it is yeah, you, so you can't bad. really do that on a CBT, can you? Well, no, because you haven't got the power. No, I mean, you, you can accelerate like, at decent speed. Don't get me wrong, but as soon if as you're you need not, to get out of yeah. the situation, you're stuck. If you're not moving anywhere, you can maybe get accelerate out. But <laughs> you're going like 45 yeah. down the road, 50, and the car slams on its brakes and you, and you need... Or no, a car's coming up behind you quick and you see them and you need to sort of like into another lane you're not yeah, you're not you need to do some evasive yeah. action you're not gonna have that yeah, escape you're, route. yeah you're not gonna move quick enough whereas you know our, our bikes they have a decent amount of power we can just oh yeah whoop, that torque whoop. will just get me straight over there yeah or if we're like at six, uh, 70 on a motorway and something's going wrong there's a crash up ahead and there's a car spinning but there's a gap to the left we can pin it and oh, <laughs> get yeah. around it easy but yeah, so that's that's another one. But we're going to change the topic now for a little bit. We've gone through some tips. I've left a few out, but... Oh, no, we're going to do one more because it, it, go, it goes back to what you were saying okay, earlier. Yeah, one more. Uh, watching the car wheels. Ooh, that, the wheels will tell you more than an indicator. Oh, I see where you're going with this, yeah. It's a bit confused at first. Yeah, where you're like, why, why would I watch the wheels? But yeah. if you're looking at a car that's going to pull out of a junction, you can predict which way they're going and when. Because mm. if you see their wheels moving slowly and they do a quick look, chances are they're going to pull out on you. Like Talk said earlier, yeah. you can predict when someone's going to pull out. It's, it's one of those things where you see it a couple times consciously and you go, yeah, I can see he's creeping forward and he's, he's quickly darting his head. Like, I know he's going to pull out. And it gets to a point yeah, where your he's brain, gonna miss me. your brain will just get used to it and just subconsciously go, "Yeah, he's pulling out." Yeah, and then you're gradually break because you know your bike. It's 
You'll, you guys will get there. You'll get, yeah. It, if it's, you're new. It just comes with riding. If you're already there, well done. Well done. To be fair, I'm nowhere near that. I've only been riding, what, maybe four years? No, three years, coming up to four. So I've barely, oh, yeah, yeah, barely yeah. touched the surface. Oh, by the way, there is a rumour. A fresh rumour. Now, it. I would like to say I predicted this bike in 2021 and everyone said I'm an idiot and oh, Yamaha will yeah. never make that. The Yamaha YZFR9 is set to be announced at the end of February. Oh, yeah. And it's replacing the R6. Don't know how I feel about that. Not, not the best. Yeah. I'd rather they keep the R6, but, you know, it is what it is. It's, yeah. Some news I heard at the test regarding World Supersport. No more Yamaha R6 is being pulled out of MotoGP completely. Ooh. Uh, expect the R9 to make appearances instead. That is quite interesting. Yeah, R9. they did. Yamaha did go through a phase a couple of years ago of trademarking loads of yeah. YZFR names. The R2, R4, R5, R7, is R9, the... R12... Is the R9 going to be the CP3 engine, though? It is CP3 and there's an A2 compatible version. See, I just... I don't really like the noise that engine makes compared to the 4 Neither do I. And they've pretty much just made the R7 irrelevant. Yeah, that's the other Why thing. Why would you get an R7 if you can have an R9? Yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone that's bought a new R7 is going to be crying. Well, R7's very... They're very expensive to buy, but if you go onto like Facebook or Auto Trader, they're dropping in value that's, quite fast. That's the thing. As soon as that R9s are now, uh, actually released and confirmed, the prices of those R7s, the used ones, are gonna fall to the ground. Yeah, it, it, here's an R7 for you. R7 five thousand two hundred and fifty. If I was well, yeah, this is definitely not legal advice in anywhere. But if I had an R7 right now. I'd probably sell it sooner than later and wait for them to announce this R9 and then <laughs> if I still wanted it, buy probably a very similar one four or five months time uh, yeah. for probably a good couple grand less than I sold it for. That, well, that everyone's would be taking my, a hit on it. Yeah. That that would be my because because you're not you're not going to lose the money after the R9's release and if anything you'll just get get what you paid originally you, you will be five months out of riding but at the end of the day you've got another couple grand that you can put into a very 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 sexy exhaust exactly and the the R9 is just going to it is it's going to absolutely thrash everything yeah just in terms of sales because. Um, I'm, I'm trying to explain this without sounding like an arsehole to R7 owners. <laughs> um, the R7 is a very, very overpriced MT07. Mm, yeah. The only thing and, that really appeals about the R7 to me over an 07 is the riding position, but and the fairings, obviously. It's the panels for me. Oh, so fit. Other than that, it doesn't doesn't really. But it does not make sense to me no. to spend so much money no. on it. I was going to buy one, but I just decided completely against it. I would rather just get an get an MT07 
uh, put some clip-ons yep. on and some different pegs. And then... And you can just save the extra money. Yeah. And then just like get like a fiberglass fairing or something and just like paint it or wrap it or whatever. Yeah, it's basically R7. an R7 at that point. Yeah. 6,500. Oh, they're, yeah. A drop-in. Do you remember when they were all eight grand? Yeah. Even even ones that were like two years old or one one and a half years old or yeah. something. They were like eight seven grand. grand. Seven, seven and a half. Yeah, there's still some about. All the ones that are like seven and a half are still up from months ago. Yeah. Because no one's buying them. No, I don't want to spend that much. Well, but why would you? When you got the R9 coming in a few months, possibly. So it's crazy. And the R6 is cheaper. Really? Yeah, if you're getting like not a brand oh, new yeah, R6, obviously, one, yeah. but that makes sense. In terms of a used R6, you can get a banging R6 for six grand. Yeah, that's true. But I, I, I would go R6 over R7. As much as I love the well, MT's engine, problem it's with, just the problem with the R6 is all its power is in the um the top end, and there are only certain yeah, places you can true. actually get to that power. Yeah, which. I actually spoke to a dealer once. Mm. I asked, "What is it? Is it worth going from an MT07 to an R6?" And they said, "Well, honestly speaking, um, the MT07 will beat the R6 off the line. It's only once you get above that 50, 60 mile per hour range, the R6 will really show it up." Yeah. So if if you're going down the motorways at 150 all the time, then R6 is your thing. But yeah. Other than that, you're God, not really going to access the power. So fit. <laughs> well, we're anyway, getting distracted. I was anyway, say, yeah. <laughs> we should probably get back to back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah. I'm not clicking on any more dodgy ads. Um, oh, sorry. Hayabusa's record over brake concerns. Okay, I'm just going to close the tab. Tab's been closed. Yeah, we're not no, going no to learn distractions. About that. <laughs> Uh, so, tell me about some of the things that you think are the most valuable things you've learned over the past year. Over the past year, probably. Yeah, re recent knowledges. Mm. A good one is breaking points and how fast I can go around corners and using that searching for the um, their sort of hedge and tree line in the distance technique going around corners. So if, well, if you've never heard about what's that? If you're if you're coming up to a corner. You can generally judge how tight it is. Obviously, if it tightens up throughout, you can't really tell unless you go around it, but you can tell how tight it is by looking at how quickly the sort of road opens up as you approach it. Because if, yeah. if it opens up relatively quickly and quite a lot as you're approaching, then obviously it's going to be a shallower shallower bend and you could probably you could sort of judge how fast you can take it but if it's not really changing and and you can't really see through the corner up until you're right up to it then that's yeah, going to be a tight take corner notes. this is how you get there that's how you get around the corner <laughs> well that's that's just sort of something i've 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 noticed and learned and try to use but i don't I'll, ma I'll mainly stick to my my gut and my feeling of how fast I can go around it because I never want to. Yeah, I never want to be too kind of get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, trying to think what else now. 
Okay, but one of the things I've genuinely learned, this is quite recent as well, mm. um, is uh, I'm trying to describe it, is feeling that weight going round a corner or a roundabout and using yeah. that back brake for perfect amount. It's taken me a while to get used to the MT-07 because I'm used to riding, you know, sport bikes and uh, other things. Yeah. Of course, it's just very difficult for me to... It took ages to adapt to that because I was like, I'm a sport bike rider. I just <laughs> lean. But on an MT, you have to put a bit of weight down to Yeah, really sort it. of. Yeah, you've got to give it a bit of, bit of um, what's the word? Encouragement. Oomph. Yeah, encouragement to get around. Encouragement is better than oomph. Wow. I will give you yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I sort of on a similar note of that balance and lean well, that, that is one. Balance is... I've, I've noticed I've gotten a lot better if I'm coming to either really slow traffic or someone's stopped waiting to turn. I can get almost like two or three miles an hour. And I, I don't need to put any feet down. I can just sort of ever so slightly creep forward with the clutch and the throttle and back brake and just keep my balance uh, and stay up. I completely agree with you. And as soon as they're gone... I've got off. very good at that. Yeah, I like, I like playing uh, the game, especially at traffic lights. Uh, if I'm at the front, is this where you yeah, see, see how long I can keep my uh, feet up? <laughs> yeah. Is it there and wobble the handlebars for? Yeah, yeah. It, I do look a bit yeah. silly and like like I'm a new rider because I'm sat, I sat there sort of wobbling the bars everywhere, but it's got a purpose. Fun, it? Trying to get my balance, trying to keep it steady. See, the thing I've started doing is just using the clutch and no throttle. Yes. So to start, I don't need to use throttle to start moving. Which someone asked me, how do I do that so well? Because I'll use the clutch to get up to like 12 mile an hour on my bike. I don't need the throttle. I, <laughs> just okay. takes me. I, I use the throttle. Just because... Well, I, I, this I isn't all the time. This is when I'm fair. playing about. Oh yeah, that's fair. No, I, I pull if away I need to quick. shoot off, you need throttle. Yeah. I agree. Because if you just drop that clutch, you're you're hitting the ground. Oh yeah, no, that's going to be a nice stool, isn't it? You've you've got to be very smooth with it. It's going to be a chug 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I made a mistake the other day. I made a rookie error, and I was very upset with myself. What did you do? I, I was sat there on my motorbike, you know, it get getting ready to go, um, and it, it normally I don't start the bike until I'm like fully ready. Yeah. But this time I had, and I was sat in neutral. Yeah. And I normally leave the bike in gear one. Right. So while I was sat there, ready to move forward, I just thought, ah, oh, I'll just click it up while the engine was running. <laughs> and what I thought was first to neutral, but it was actually neutral into second. Oh, no. <laughs> the bike flung forward. I didn't drop it. That's I caught good. it. That like, is good. With my legs. My God, once they stall, that is a nice bit of force that flies forward, isn't it? I bet that gave you a bit of a shock, though. Yeah, only for about a second, and then I just got over it. <laughs> Me and my bike are best friends, but we're not getting along at the moment. No, I'm having a bit of a disagreement. We, we, we are. I'm thinking a, about getting a new one. It's getting angry bike. at you. <laughs> it's too upset with me, so it's not working properly. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's getting expensive as well. I've, I'm getting good tyres because I feel like I need good tyres. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to work on that. But 
I do actually have a question for you. Yeah. yeah. Do you have your browser up, for, I up do. at the moment? I do. Have a comparison with me quick. And okay. everyone at home, you guys can do your comparison as well and drop your thoughts in the Q&A. Okay. Uh, CBR650F versus CBR650R. Pretty much the same bike. CBR650F. And Not much difference. CBR650R. Yeah. R. There's literally a two horsepower difference. It, the torque. The torque's pretty much the same engine right. size. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? They're both actually alright looking bikes. They are. My only disagreement with the F is like, the front looks a bit funky. It's... It's different, but it's not bad, you know? No, I, li I like it. I'm yeah, not complaining at all. That, that headlight I mean, my MT just has not, a solid beam. Yeah. It's not quite it's not as a bad bike. sporty looking as, as the R. Obviously, but but it's it's got mm -hmm. it's still got that styling. And to be fair, I'm looking at both of them now. The seat on the the F looks so much more comfortable. Uh, it does, and how it goes right back across the bike, so it'd be yeah, comfier for pillion as so well. So squidgy and soft. And then you look at the R, and it's like I'm made out of hard plastic. I will hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> your <laughs> buttocks are never gonna feel the same. So I, I would not mind having a CBR 650F because they're not expensive. I could sell my MT and buy one. <laughs> my, my MT is it, it's not in the best overall condition. It's getting up there in age and mileage. Yeah. So I'm going to get it all properly sorted. But if I sell it, I can afford to buy a 650F. So that's been on my mind for actually ages. I think, yeah, that'd be definitely something to consider. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind having like you know ninety horsepower on my back wheel. I, I wouldn't complain like that. with that. Yeah, that's a that's a good. Yeah, amount. it was a four cylinder setup. Hmm. They sound, yeah four cylinders, so it's gonna sound good as well. It's gonna sound really good. Oh, that's what good. I want. I I need that. <laughs> if 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. Because as much as I love the sound of of the CP2 and its its uh, parallel twin, the crossplane. It can be a bit See, choppy I, at I times, like it. you know. But the the MT, I'm, I I I don't like the MT. No. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like it because it's a bad bike. It's a great bike. Yeah. But it's just so overdone and overused and overpopular. And I also think they're a bit skinny for me. Skinny, really? Okay, well, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I think it's, very it's probably I love fine it. for don't me get because me wrong. I'm I'm not very tall, so I I would not complain. I don't not upset at all about having my MT07. I love it, but but out of what you could have, it's not your favourite. Exactly. That that's yeah. that's very correct. What I could have is something very different. I mean. Even the miles per gallon on my MT is upsetting. I get a hundred miles to a tank. Ooh. That is it. If you're very, very, uh, very soft, you could probably well, on mine you can get a good amount. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not, not sure what the miles I mean, the MT per tank is. The MT has more torque but... as well. Yeah, 
I that's think the thing. he has more talk, but if you're if you're that's why it's called the master of talk. Yeah, if you're not big on doing 150 mile an hour, or whatever. Though the MTs and those CP2 engines are really good at just sort of having a bit of fun, just pulling away from roundabouts or traffic lights or whatever. Because it's got it's got that talk to get you going and get you there quick, and then then you that's done. You can stop and just do it at the next set of traffic lights. <laughs> Yeah, so the 650F is it's actually on my list to try. I can't lie. So yeah. uh, eventually, I might end up with one sooner than I think. Ooh. Um, <laughs> we, we'll have to see. That's not the bike that I mentioned at the start of the, oh. the episode, by the way. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like them. I thought about what I nearly got one. I think it was October, September time I nearly got one. Yeah. Because they, they're heavy and they don't seem to have as much technology in terms of uh, dash. No, that's the thing, isn't it? Technology is not quite there. But I feel like I, I could make it work. Yeah, I reckon you could. It's um. I mean, the horsepower definitely makes up for it. Yeah, the 650F is essentially the 650R, but the old version. Because it's what replaced it. Yeah. The 650F died as soon as uh, 650 came out. It's not a yeah. bad looking bike at all. Oh, no, I like. I definitely like the F look. I would have to put LED indicators on and I'm learning to love it. <laughs> I'm starting to really like it. I yeah. might end up with a new bike. Ooh. We'll see, we'll see. Oh, anyway, I have to go for like a newer gonna, one now. Like I'm going to reverse the questions around to you now. Oh, go on then. Yeah, sorry. I forgot we're doing that. <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> Do you have any stories or incidents or anything that's really good at just showing what you either could have learned at the time or has taught you? In oh, terms I of... have loads I can tell you about. I mean, for example... Uh, don't trust your mate if he says take the next left and it turns out to be a tractor gate uh, <laughs> so always make directions for yourself yeah uh, next thing I've learnt is don't ride in the snow unless you're an idiot uh, next thing I've learnt <laughs> I've learnt quite a few things as you I can get, probably yeah. tell I think the snow one is a big one the snow one's great I love it um you know, essentially, just my, my biggest thing is have fun on the bike and just learn as you go. Really, that's what I've learned. Really, you can't learn everything from YouTube. As great, as great it is, people watch my channel. Yeah. I can't teach you everything, no, guys. That's true. I can demonstrate why you shouldn't do stuff, but I can't teach you stuff. I think a big <laughs> one would be always take everyone's um, advice or whatever as an opinion. Yes. There will never, yes, there will never be like, this one. This is the right thing yeah, to do. There will never be not. one true, solid yep. uh, answer because to everything. The final big tip we're going to do, we're going to leave it on this one, is always ride for yourself. Yeah. Always, always ride for yourself. That's all that matters. I agree. Okay. Talk, what is your closing statement for the day? We've done a 40 minute podcast today. I never. I, I always forget to think about this before we end. Closing we have statement a big of the day. Yes, closing Probably. statement. You in court? Tell me. I'd say, 
Oh. Make sure you clip your nails before you go rock climbing. Because it could be quite uncomfortable. Okay. Um, I'm going to start listing these quotes down, actually. So, there we go, guys. Um, clip your nails before you go rock climbing. That is a and big tip that has nothing to do with riding. But if you rock climb, make sure well, your nails clip, are clipped. You clip your nails before you go motorbike riding as well, then. Yeah, and um, aerodynamics. Makes your fingers nice yeah. and smooth. Right, I'll see you all later. Bye. Bye.